now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. Hi, and welcome to the Butter and Bacon Sportstacular for the month of October. I am your Commissioner Dean, as always, joined by my co-commissioner, Paul. How you doing, Paul? I am well. It's fantastic. It's the middle of the best sporting time of the year. All four major sports are playing right now. Yeah, that is a good time. It's, it's kind of rare. to. I don't think there's another period of, of the season where no. you can get all four and then I think with a sport like baseball, which plays what I think it's 875 regular season games now. <laughs> you can um, take. Most people 80, are focused on the weeks playoffs. <laughs> 84 weeks a year, minimum. Yeah, so I, I think the fact that they're in their finals, uh, or you know, just got through their semifinals, and then the other two sports that play, I think it's around 425 games a year. Easily. Uh, they're just starting up, and of course, the most important sport plays its 16 games a year, and they are in the heart of their season. So, yes, it is a great time to be a sports fan. We're on the brinks of a Winter Olympics. We can't wait for all that fun stuff. Or maybe it's a I sp- forgot summer. about that. Is it winter or summer coming up next year? I can't. No, uh, maybe either it's way, summer. either, either way, way, it's I'm an excited. Olympic year. It's I know a, that it's an even year. Yes, which means it's an Olympic year. Yeah, I think and it's. I am excited. Yeah, I, I think it is summer. I, I, I am a big fan of the Olympics, though. Um, but we are not here to cover the butter and bacon Olympic seasons. We are here not to yet. cover our fantasy <laughs> seasons. And I think we should put a bow on what was a really fun baseball season. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, we, we had a lot of comp- competition throughout the year. Uh, we had some really strong performers. E- even those that in the, end up in the consolation bracket, some of those teams just barely missed the playoffs. We had playoff spots in jeopardy right up until the last couple weeks of the season. So it was a great year, and we didn't want to let it go by without acknowledging the, the, the outcome. So uh, going to that consolation bracket, uh, again, some real competitive weeks went on. Uh, everybody was in it, and we got to the finals of Boardwalk Planks defeating Team I Gots the Redhead, <laughs> 497 to 459. So real competitive finals, good game, good season. Uh, Boardwalk Planks, again, 12-7 and 7 on the year. That was their regular season record. They were the first team out of the playoffs. And at the end of the year, at least they go home with the title. Yeah, they totally did. And, you know, it is heartbreaking having been in that position to miss out on the playoffs like the last week. And sometimes there's just nothing you can do. <laughs> I mean, it is fantasy, but with baseball, the way that, that, that it worked, and I know it, it, the injury bug hit me a couple times with guys on the um, injury list that I've been relying on all season. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it, it gets frustrating. And the baseball injury list, you know, they went down to 10 games from 15, but that still meant that you were often unsure whether you'd get a guy for a couple games in a week. And, uh, and I think a lot of that injury bug affected our season for sure. Yeah. But, you know, that, kudos again to everybody that played. Um, I want to echo what Dean said. Lots of people making roster moves. Lots of people doing the trash talking on Twitter. Um, lots of people doing trash talking on this podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and speaking of the trash talking on the podcast, uh, you know, we talked about the consolation, but let, let's get really to the meat and potatoes of the postseason. Yeah, I mentioned the Boardwalk Planks finished 12-7, and and as the 7 seed were tops in the consolation bracket, they were actually lost on tiebreaker to the Shoreline Tap Room, who (laughs) has done some trash-talking over the the months on this podcast. Slight. Uh, 
who was the sixth seed, and the Marcus Hook Bees, also 12 and 7, took the five seed. The two teams that finished 13 and 6 were the Staggering Pigs and my squad, Metroville Heroes. So we were the four and three seed, respectively. Uh, the three by three Caballeros, Mr. Uh, Yopali NJ, won the division. Number two seed got yeah. the bye in the first round. Nice job I by you. It too. <laughs> yes, and a, another person who I believe is trash talk some on this podcast, uh, Scotty Boy Four, Teen John Stamos. Uh, maybe at the same time, the most creative and least creative name in the league uh, and the number one seed. 14 and five regular season record was pretty fantastic. Yeah, that's great. So, uh, you know, his icon should have been the Disneyland big sign, don't you think? I think so. I think he needed a little bit something there. He, uh, I'm trying to remember what he had. Didn't he have like a, a I think he had a picture of himself in front of an attraction, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Shooting from memory here. So. Which, which, again, that's that's a humble brag, so we'll, we'll allow that. Yeah. Uh, I guess icons and, and uh, what do they call those? Avatars, nonetheless. Uh, we had a really good playoff. So in the 4-5 matchup, the Marcus Hooks Bees uh, beat the Staggering Pigs pretty handily, 625 to 558. And... Uh, Unlike past seasons when Shoreline Taproom and I played for, I think it was, you know, 11 weeks in a row, uh, I, I will have to say a not-so-humble brag. I dispatched of them pretty quickly. It was 719 to 531. Uh, yeah, so. that, was a, that was a takeout back, back um, and just ex- execute <laughs> silently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where if you just get the right guy on the right week, uh, they can put up monster numbers, and that particular two-week period, Anthony Rendon for me uh, hit five homers and scored 92 points. He's still doing it. <laughs> yeah, he still is. So, uh, <laughs> just just a, a huge game for him. But that led into our semifinals. The number one seed, Teen John Stamos, taking on those Marcus Hooks bees, the five seed, and got upset 589 to 549. Yeah. And again, you know, a, a decent spread there, 50 points, but their game was pretty close through the first week, and then there were some big performances in the second week. Uh, speaking of guys still doing it, Bregman led the way for Marcus Hooks, putting up 70 that week. Well, and, and Bregman uh, not strong. really doing anything until, like, game three. That, and that was, <laughs> that's the interesting thing, but. <laughs> But still doing it. It's there. And then you and I played, Paul. We had a matchup. We did. You scored some points. Yeah. Um, if I recall correctly from our text thing, I got up nearly 100 points after about three days. Yeah, you were crushing me after three days. And then my team decided to get injured and stop producing everything. And your team decided, hey, um, let's win this thing. Yeah, it was, it was kind of funny because I had uh, Quintana and Freed pitchers both go negative for me. And you had a couple guys that I think missed uh, some, some time during the week. So guys like Gant and Cole Hamels had a terrible outing and Kepler. Uh, but the, the guys that really put up the numbers were uh, Marcus Simeon and uh, Austin Meadows for uh, Tampa. I just, you know, guys that I think were not highly regarded coming in, but uh, lower draft picks or even free agent pickups. Those guys hit 12 homers in two weeks combined. It was just stupid. Uh, yeah, you had a 100-point lead. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Like, it's hard to talk about this when it's my team, but I beat you by 200. I know. So it, it was pretty I thorough. Know. It, and, and again, you put up 593. That was the second highest score of that round. Uh, you yeah, just had the unfortunate had, matchup. <laughs> but yeah, your team was basically the 98 Yankees. Um, you were not going to get beat. Um, and if you want to go even further into the last century, your team had 
Gehrig, Babe Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it just, yeah. So congratulations to you for thoroughly dispatching my team. I, I appreciate it. It was a, it, it was fun uh, without being uh, mean trash talk. We had some good no. jobs, jobs back and forth uh, on Twitter, on text. And... Well, the text thing was even funnier because it was like, <laughs> well, I'm not catching you now. And then I would write back, well, you just did. And then I would write, well, I'm not catching you now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I like about the two-week matchup is you get that little bit of seesaw because it often at the, whoever was winning, especially in the first week, it depended on who had the most recent pitching go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Our pitchers were definitely strong parts of our lineup. And uh, when you would have like there was one particular week during the season when I'd have my pitchers pitch twice, which I would win by a lot. But then the following week would not be great because my, my pitchers would not pitch at all. Yeah, you'd like those those weeks where they go Monday, Saturday, and then you come back. Right. Like, oh, now now they're only going to pitch on Thursday, and if they if they pull a Quintana and stink, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're going to end the week in negatives. Yeah, uh, that's and that's not great at all. Yeah, that set up set us up with a three four matchup of the one and two seed, and uh, you did lose to Scott in that one, and uh, a game I'm not sure either of you really paid much attention to, uh, but nonetheless it got played and then in the finals uh i i took on the marcus hook bees and ultimately got the victory 599 to 573 and what was a pretty good game uh for the most part you know i think it stayed close i I, if i remember correctly i opened up a little bit of a lead midweek and i was kind of sweating it out on sunday he had a handful of of pitchers going and one of the things that's frustrating about baseball is a bunch of my guys just sat that last day so it's like you have nine hitters in the lineup, and I had six of them resting. It's like I I can't move the, the needle anymore, but uh, had a good enough lead and ultimately got the victory. So that is the end of our baseball season. And congratulations to you, well earned. Um, your team stayed strong. You made some good moves um, to replace some guys, and uh, yeah, congratulations on the championship. Well, thanks, and uh, I want to take this time to openly invite everybody back. Uh, I, I like the way our league is set up. I like the number of teams and I hope we get everybody back for an even more fun 2020. And uh, I'll be honest, I hope I can repeat. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But no, it's baseball will be here in uh, four or five months. And I know Andrew and Scott and others will all be talking the hot stove, which will be starting in just a few days. Once the hopefully, uh, quick ending of the Houston Astros to the Washington Nationals. Right, right. Yeah. I'm not a bitter Yankee fan, I swear. Uh, <laughs> maybe I am. But yeah, World Series going on. Our World Series is over, but our Sportstacular is not. Even though the World Series is not over as time of this recording, the Baltimore Orioles have pitchers and catchers report February 11th. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they've already missed the 2024. No! <laughs> And and just to add insult to injury, the Marlins, the Brewers, and the Twins are all reporting on the 12th, 12th, and 11th, respectively. <laughs> hey, at least the Twins had a playoff run this year. Uh, this is true. This is true. Well, the Padres, the Padres, wait, wait, wait. The Padres are on the 10th. I'm just scrolling down. <laughs> <laughs> Padres could be good next year. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely be looking at some Padres for my team next year. Uh, I'm so East Coast biased, it's not even funny. Yeah, they they got good young talent though. It's uh, my my son is collecting baseball cards, and I haven't looked at baseball cards since the mid '90s. Right. So it's fun with with him to have him. Uh, he's buying uh, you know pack here, pack there, and then we look up and see who he's got, and and uh, it, it's getting me more in touch with some of the prospects. 
and uh, you know, trying to because I'm with you. I, you know, my baseball tends to be East Coast biased because I'm either rooting for the Yankees or against the Red Sox or monitoring the Mets. Or you're to see... asleep by the time the West Coast game starts. Well, that's that's the big problem. Yeah, I don't so know. It's... I don't know how Amy does that with the NBA games that she watches. Yeah, well, she's uh, she is a dedicated basketball fan. We should be this doing a true. fantasy basketball league. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next year. Uh, Maybe. I do. I have a basketball question for Amy. I saw on the uh, ESPN this morning they were having a conversation. Is LeBron the third best player in LA? Wow. He went from best player in the league, uh, probably as recently as last year by a lot of people's metrics, to maybe he's just the third best player in LA. I think we might have to uh, bring that up on our next regular show. We'll get her take on that. Hmm. Uh, But before we sign off this show, let's take a peek at our football league because we have another season going on. And uh, we have quite a few teams that are still in playoff contention. As of this recording, we are seven games into the season. And with the exception of maybe a handful, everybody is very much in playoff contention. And right now, the league is being paced by the Baker of Chains. (laughs) What do you think of that name? What do you think of that name? You like that one? I love it. Six and one, 935 points scored, having a monster start to the season in the slice division. Just not beat me. Be, yeah. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not to be outdone, Scott Campbell, six and one with the superstars, 975 points, which is actually not the highest scoring team in the league, but is the best record at this point. Six and one. Uh, I just beat him, actually. Uh, so he uh, he was undefeated until then. Yeah, not for nothing. You're only a point one point four behind, Mister Mister Campbell's superstars. Yeah, but a full game because I am sitting at five and two. Yes, yes. As is Scott's Cruisers, also five and two, and that's all in the pound division. So, three teams at five and two are better in that division. We go to the next best records. Those are down in the slice division, where we find the likes of Mister Yopoli and Jay. Your Knights of Ren are four and three. I am. Having looking forward to a rebound. The buys hit bad. Yeah, sometimes it comes down to that. It's just a matter of how you set up your squad. And, you know, the worst thing is when your quarterback's on a buy and you realize your backup quarterback has to play like, you know, the Patriots. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) well, I I mean, I did do some schedule looking. Uh, What really hurt me, my first loss was the game that Drew Brees injured his hand, um, which you can't predict that. And then, um, you know, my other two losses just happened when my teams just had buys. So, you know. I thought maybe my replacements would be better than they were, and they weren't. Whatevs. Well, you have plenty of time to bounce back, because you are, as of right now, you would be the one, two, three, four, five. You would be the sixth seed. You would be the I last would be. playoffs. I would be the last one in. Just ahead of you on points is Epstein's noose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no, no Red Sox. No Red Sox talk here. No. <laughs> Uh, uh, he's ahead of you on total points, also four and three for Ken. And right behind you, the staggering pigs. Yeah, sitting at four and three. And I, I say right behind you, but the um, his four and three is probably a little bit more fortunate than most because uh, Epstein's is at nine seventy total points. You're at nine eighteen. He's at seven oh eight. Yes, that is mind boggling. <laughs> but his fantasy defense is strong. Yes, Kyle's he- team has only given up seven forty four. <laughs> yeah, and to put that in perspective, the next closest in you, well, actually, uh, Monkey's only let up 695. Yeah, um, yeah, Monkey's fantasy defense is really good. 
but yeah, he's got the best. Yeah, he does. It's got to be, yeah. But yep. no one else in your division after those two are within 100 points of that. No. As far as points allowed. So that that's pretty amazing. Uh, not out of it by any means. Project Badass, Dapper Donald's, Muddy Garage, uh, and <laughs> that's a pretty funny name too, and uh, the Emergency <laughs> Room, all sitting at three and four. <laughs> emergency Room. Emergency oh, room. Mike. <laughs> the Strawline yes. Emergency Room. <laughs> the, the Tap Room has been replaced with the Emergency Room. That well, may have been motivated when Saquon went out. Is that, is that the uh, truth? Saquon went out. He had, I, I think, over the course of his draft, he drafted four guys that either have missed significant time or are on IR. Yeah, that's that's a little rough. Uh, but he's got a good lineup. I mean, he's, he's definitely got a chance to bounce back. Saquon's back. You yeah. know, uh, Hopefully Calvin Ridley starts to do a little bit more with Sanu gone. So he's got uh, Rudolph at tight end, who I don't think is going to... I'm just hoping for uh, uh, Freeman to do more with yeah. Sanu gone. <laughs> and then uh, the Fran Dogs sitting at 2-5. and five. We have the Duckburg Canucks off to a 1-6 and six start, and Make It Pink sitting at winless at 0-7. She can turn it around. She can. It starts I believe with, in Kristen. Her fantasy with, defense has not been good. No, she's faced some really high-scoring weeks. She's, she's given up nearly 900 points. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, among the worst, in, in my second worst, actually, in my division. Uh, the badass that, sitting at three and four. They've scored, they scored the most points in the league, 981. Which is good. And have allowed the points, 974. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're the uh, 2017 um, New Orleans Saints. <laughs> yeah, well... Hopefully you can keep scoring because uh, you can't really control that other side of the, the coin. No. So that's uh, that's a look at our standings now in football. And uh, Paul, what do you think uh, when we reconvene in a month or so and we take a look uh, going into the playoffs? Knights of Ren gonna make it? Um, I, I, yeah, I think so because our buys will be over. Um, Debris could be back. Um, I'm not putting him in this week, but uh, you know I'll put him in next week and be starting. He's definitely a go. Um. Yeah, I, I, I think that the Knights shall reign triumphant. Wow, bold, bold prediction. Hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will check on your Knights and everybody else sometime next month as we take a peek, probably heading into the end of the fantasy football regular season into our fantasy playoffs. But until then, uh, thanks for joining, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for playing. This has been The Good Stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon.